Hello, friends, and welcome to Quarantine, a podcast for you youths who are currently self-isolating so that we don't spread COVID-19 through our communities. My name is Libby, and I'm part of the congregation uh, at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Arlington, Virginia. A short list of things that I have done while self-isolating. Cleaned my room. Read a book. Learned the basics of how to read an ECG. Stared out the window. Cleaned the aquarium. And played way too many phone games. But Libby, why do we have to stay six feet apart, you ask? It's time for Science Corner. COVID-19, or novel coronavirus, is thought to spread mostly via respiratory droplets. Respiratory droplets are tiny particles that leave the nose and mouth when people cough or sneeze. The average cough travels at about 50 miles per hour and can carry around 3,000 droplets. The average sneeze leaves the mouth at around 100 miles per hour and can carry up to 100,000 droplets. Other people then inhale those droplets or the droplets land on a surface and a person touches that surface and then touches vulnerable membranes in their eyes, nose, or mouth and the virus is then introduced into their body. So we stay six feet apart because it's very hard to sneeze or cough on someone who is six feet away so they won't inhale our droplets. And then when we cough or sneeze into our elbow, it prevents those droplets from getting on surfaces that people can then touch. So wash your hands, don't touch your face, and cover your cough and sneeze. And now for some interviews with a few of our own. Trisha and Emerson have both agreed to answer some questions for us and share a little bit about their experiences in this strange new time and how they're navigating it. So let's hear from them. Hi, my name is Trisha Cohen. I've been going to UCA for almost uh, four years now. I've been involved in a couple different things, not too many, uh, but most recently I've been teaching the three-year-old's preschool with the Spirit of Life program for two years now. And fun fact about me, I'm a third generation UU. My grandparents met at a Unitarian church, so that's my family's claim to fame is that we're third generation. Let's see, I'll start going through these questions. Um, What do you think about this current situation? What are you experiencing? So I am a special ed teacher. So I am not, I have completely lost my routine of going to work. My purpose um, has been shifted drastically. And now we're starting to go online, but the past couple weeks we haven't had anything. And it's been hard and lonely and difficult not having that 
routine and structure and purpose. I think that's the biggest thing that I've been struggling with is that purpose. Um, the What's the hardest and worst part about this? I, so a couple different things have made, are the hardest part for me. I, two years ago on March 12th, I was injured at work and was out of work for a year and a half. So I know what it's like to feel confined and at home and to lose your purpose. And so on the first day we were off of work, I, all of those feelings came back, rushing back to me and I was having trouble moving. I was so anxious about how low I would get. And it sounds so silly that I was, I knew how bad my mental health could get being stuck at home. And I was so anxious that I would get there again with all of these stay at home orders and things like that. And that lasted for a few days. And I was able to work through it a little bit. But then as I started seeing how bad it is around the world, I am very big empath. I am so empathetic that it hurts me more to see other people in pain than it does for my own pain. I can feel other people's anxiety and stress and sadness and hurt and pain more than I feel my own. And so all around the world, knowing that people are struggling through all these different things, that people are losing their loved ones and not being able to be that by their side, all the people who have family members that are medically fragile and not just immunocompromised, but to a scary level of medically fragile because of my role in the disability community, I have a lot of families I'm friends with on Facebook and their kids are very medically fragile. And so seeing how all those parents are so worried and stressed and they've been home isolating long before the orders were and before schools closed, that I am just so stressed for all of them. So, and it's been hard to separate my pain from their pain and to be able to work through it and so I think that's something that I'm really struggling with is how do you knowing that they're all in this pain and anxiety how do I step away from that especially knowing that I am so helpless to it um the what is the easiest and best part I am home with my girlfriend which is nice. We were able to, her parents have a beach house, so we are at her parents' beach house. So we're able to go on walks with our dogs and things like that. Um, it's been nice having, having that consistency and that kind of relaxing place for us to be. Um, how has your UU identity or your UUCA community affected the ways you're responding to the situation? I think knowing that I can still log in and to listen to the Sunday worships is helpful to see all the ways that you use around the country are responding to this is always nice to see that there are people trying to make positive impacts is always helpful. But for my own identity, 
I know we're all so connected. And I think this is all just a reminder of that. So I think my UU identity has had taken a toll. I don't have, for me growing up, it was always the sense of community. And I feel like I have, don't have that as much being separated. Um, it's hard to connect to people over, um, virtually. So over Zoom or FaceTime or whatever we're doing, it's, it's hard to feel that connection, at least for me. And so it's been hard being a little isolated and away from that community. But I think we're all trying our best. And I know it's not forever, but I also wonder what, how is this going to change our society going forward? And how will community feel like a community after all of this? How have I been occupying my time? Well, this week we started training for work. So it's been nice having a few meetings, which I never thought I'd say. But it's nice having a little bit of a purpose, having some focus to do some research and listen to trainings about how to use these online programs. Um, and kind of start creating stuff to teach. But the past two weeks, I have really been struggling with my mental health and feeling isolated and alone. So there has been a lot of watching TV. But I think the thing that's helped me the most is exercising. So I do workout videos. I go for, uh, we walk the dogs several hours a day. It's something we can do and gets their energy out. Um, but there's there's been a few days I have done two or three workouts because, one, I'm bored. But then also, it helps with my mental health. When I feel like I'm spiraling in my head and I need to get out of my head, focusing on what my body can do has been helpful. Um, it also helps countering all the snacking that I do when I'm bored. But that's beside the point. Give a short introduction of yourself. Hi, I'm Emerson Parker. I'm Libby's brother. Um, I'm not sick yet, but we'll see about that. I'm a senior at HB Woodlawn and a member of UUCA, uh, an active member of the youth group. What do you think about this current situation? Well. Um, it kind of sucks. I don't like it very much. I think that it's been really boring and really unfortunate, and I feel bad for people who are sick. I feel worse for people who live alone, because if it wasn't for my family and my online friends, uh, I would have gone insane by now. What has been the hardest slash worst part? The hardest part has been not, like, going out every day and, like, seeing my friends and, like, just riding the metro and being in the world. I've found that that is something that I really like in life and that right now it kind of sucks to not have that. Um, but you know, what are you going to do about it? How has my UU identity or UUCA community affected the way I'm responding to this situation? Well, um, the people I'm playing Minecraft with are the youth group. We have a youth group Minecraft server. So I guess really incredibly positively is the answer to that question because if it wasn't for that I would have totally gone crazy by now 
I really feel like um like I have a group I can go to to talk with whenever I start to feel all this like cabin fever, cabin nonsense, cabin crazy that I'm feeling. Uh, what has been the easiest part? The easiest part has been not going to school and just playing Minecraft all day with my UUCA friends. So I guess really the best and worst parts are the same thing that I don't have to go to school anymore. Uh, <laughs> How have you been occupying your time in self-isolation? Uh, I've been playing a lot of guitar, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft and video games, I've been doing what little homework I have, and basically I've just been kind of continuing like normal, but I've been doing the things that I was doing more frequently and like just longer. Thank you, Trisha and Emerson, for those interviews. And here is a poem I would like to share with you all. When this is over, may we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbors, a crowded theater, Friday nights out, the taste of communion, a routine checkup, the school rush each morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring, each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. When this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be, we were called to be, we hoped to be. And may we stay that way, better for each other, because of the worst. And that's by Laura Kelly Finucci. This week's episode of Quarantine is brought to you by... Just kidding, we're not sponsored. But thank you for listening to the first episode of the Quarantine Podcast. Quarantine, the podcast for all of us who love the phrase, social distancing is community caring, and who are constantly playing the game of, are these seasonal allergies or am I getting sick? In difficult times, I think a little lightheartedness is in order. So I'm going to end this episode of quarantine with one of my favorite bad jokes. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Psh! La, la, la.